Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 13 of the We Are Speaking podcast. During each weekly episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We are so glad you're joining us today. Our, the, the podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community, where we offer branding and marketing services, including online training and one-on-one coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. As a paid or free subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication on Substack, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking, in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Hey, good to be here again. Okay, Keith, what we're going to talk about today is what's going on all month here in June, the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol, that's their full name, is having hearings. And that's bringing to the forefront what Trump and his supporters did to try to illegally overturn the 2020 election, where Joe Biden won. He won by a lot. And also just to actually try to stage a coup. And as we're finding out, well, we've already known this, but as it's coming more and more to light, is that they may have failed on January 6, 2021, but they have not stopped trying. And usually in the midterm elections, a lot of times, I should say, historically, I should say, the party that is not in power wins back either the House or the Senate or both. And But that does not necessarily have to happen this time. And unfortunately, the Republicans have not only turned into the party of Trump, they have completely turned into an authoritarian and fascist-type political party, if you can call it that. And so here I want to talk about, in today's podcast, talk a lot about what will happen if the Republicans take par- take take get power again. And also, again and again, because I'm going to do this for the next couple of months until it's time to start voting for the midterms, how important it is for the Democrats to keep the House and the Senate and in, in, enhance and expand our margins in both houses of Congress. And Keith, talk about a little bit about, because I'm going to do a lot of the talking this time, but mm-hmm. talk a little bit about why it is so important for the Democrats. We always say that this, this election is the most important election of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it often is, but this time it really is, not only in our lives, but for our democracy. Yeah, I think the reason why, and as as you said, I mean, we often, it seems like every election, particularly in past 15, 10, 20 years, we say this is the, this is the big one, and then we say that again. But what we're looking at now is a sense of a party that wants to overthrow the government, and, and we've never had that before, and no crisis that we've had before, not even the Nixon uh, situation, Watergate. That was that was a t- an attempt to hold on to the presidency, but it was not an attempt to destroy the democracy. Right. And we've never had that before. And so what we're looking at now is 
a party that doesn't even have its own platform. Its platform is simply whatever Trump wants, even though the man is no longer in the White House. And you've got a party that the who, if you, if you're watching the January 6 hearings, that really tells you all you need to know about what the Republicans will do if they win and why it's so important to vote. Because what is coming out is that they, that they don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about precedent. They don't care about the maintaining the democracy. And before they may have tried to hide it, just like they may have tried to hide the racism, et cetera, that's no longer, they're not even trying to hide those things anymore. They're open because they believe this is their layout. They're not trying to come up with ideas about running the country. They are strictly about, as Pam said, about fascism. It's about taking control and running it the way they want not according to what the people want. The, the vote means nothing. They are, they are putting everything in place that they can to dissuade vote, to not dissuade voting, to suppress vote, you know, to scare people away from voting, to toss, I mean, everything that they were trying to falsely accuse us of doing is what they actually want to do to maintain control. So this coming election, you never want to say that, you know, the end of the, wor- end of the world is nigh, but if they are successful in their push to Take retake control of the House and the Senate, and then move on from move on from there. We're in extreme. Just as Trump was a clear and present danger to this country, it's a clear and present danger to our democracy if they do so, because they're no longer hiding what it is they're trying to do. And this this uh, particular episode, we are recording this particular episode a couple of days later than usual because there have been so many things happening so fast and we wanted to continue to get some research before we did this podcast. But I want to go back and and, and there's I've I've been hearing a lot of people and hearing saying, well I'm just not going to vote because the Democrats aren't doing what they were supposed to do and and it doesn't matter if I vote or not. And then I'm hearing that young people um, are mad and so they're not going to vote and all of that and Biden is too old and he's not doing anything. And if you look at the at the emails, if you are a, a free or paid subscriber, I did write an article a couple of weeks ago, if you're mad at Biden and the Dems, why you shouldn't be. So look that one up because this, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reasons, Democrats always expect perfection out of our, out of our people, while Republicans will take anybody, and I mean anybody, it doesn't matter how dumb they are, how, you know, that it doesn't matter. They'll just take anybody just for the numbers. And this, I, I talked about this in general in 2010. In 2010, that was the midterms after Barack Obama won in 2008. He became president in January of 2009. So in 2010, when it was time for the midterms, there were so many Democrats, young and old, independents, who either didn't vote or voted third party or vote, you know, because they were mad that Barack Obama did not get get to their pet cause in his first 18 months in office. And so the Republicans not only took over the House and the Senate, but they crushed the Democrats that were there at the time. And it was only because they did not come out to vote. And if you remember, that was the beginning of the Tea Party was in 2010. And that's when those, the Republicans that took over were in the Tea Party. I mean, the, the Tea Party evolved from something else. Mm-hmm. But these were, were what was called the Tea Party Republicans. And if you remember, they were running around with those three-pointed hats mm-hmm. with tea bags right, on them. Right. Okay, that's how dumb it right, was. Right. Um, and there was, some, as a matter of fact, there was one, one person who won, Republican who won that. So the, the election was in November. 
they take office in January, and he is like the second week of November after the vote, after the election of the first. He's saying, "When do I get my health care? You know, when do I get my health care?" He he was mad that he would have to wait all the way to January to be covered by his health care for the Congress. That's all he cared about. And speaking of health care, the these are some of the speaking of health care. These are some of the things that Republicans want to to destroy. The um, Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, was Obama's signature piece of legislation that he passed his first two two years in office because he had enough of, an, of a majority to pass it. And people were mad because it wasn't Medicare for all. People were mad because the Affordable Care Act still depends on the insurance companies. But it was, mu- but it was and is much, much better than what we had. And Medicare for all is the epitome of what most of us want. But we aren't there yet, but we're on our way there. The Republicans, the whole time Trump was in office, tried to destroy the ACA. They kept saying, they kept saying, we're going to have a better, in two weeks, we're going to have a better health care plan. Well, of course, that never happened because they don't want to. And the Republicans are chomping out. Oh, let me go back to what you said about their platform. Okay, in 2020, in 20. 18 and in 2020 the republicans did not put up a platform their platform was whatever trump said it was rather than having their own platform and case in point the republicans in texas the republican gop in texas just put up their platform for texas and i'm going to read it verbatim delegates get delegates to a convention of the texas republican party today approved platform planks rejecting rejecting the certified results of the 2020 presidential election and holding that acting president Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was not illegitimately elected by the president of the United States, requiring students to learn about the dignity of the pre-born human, meaning, of course, no, um, no, no Roe v. Wade, including that life begins at fertilization, treating homosexuality as an abnormal lifestyle choice, locking the number of Supreme Court justices at nine, even though the number of Supreme Court justices is not in the Constitution, the exact number, as long as it's an odd number. Okay, so they're going against the Constitution. Getting rid of the constitutional power to levy income taxes, abolishing the Federal Reserve, rejecting the Equal Rights Amendment, returning Christianity to schools and government, Ending all gun safety measures, abolishing the Department of Education, arming teachers, requiring colleges to teach free market liberty principles, defending capital punishment, dictating the ways in which the events at the Alamo are remembered. This is all their platform. Protecting Confederate monuments, ending gay marriage, withdrawing from the United Nations and the World Health Organization and calling for a vote for the people of Texas to determine whether or not the state of Texas should reassert its status as an independent nation. This is what was voted on by the Texas GOP. And you know, Florida won't be far behind and other red states will not be far along. This is their platform. And they are on their way. When I say they, I mean the Supreme Court and the Republicans are on their way and working hard to abolish all of our rights that we have fought for since, fought for and won since the 1950s. They are trying to bring us back not only to the 1950s, but to the 1850s. And so people, I, I, I say this because it is imperative that we understand what's going on. Sometimes 
we've had Republican presidents and Republican administrations that were at least okay. I mean, they weren't everything that Democrats would want, but we could live with it. We can't live with this. They're going to destroy the entire democracy. I always say if um, Bob Dole had been elected president, he was a Republican, but we would have survived, put it that way. Okay. Or, or John. Or even John, or even John McCain. John McCain. Even John McCain. John McCain, Mitt Romney, all of them. Yeah, I, yeah even Mitt Romney, who, you know, we, we don't like any of them or their, or their, or most of their policies. But America as a country would have survived. These Republicans, we will not survive. Number one, our democracy. Number two, our rights. And it's, it's called minority rule. Republicans, represent more land, but Democrats represent more people. And the Republicans, especially the Trump Republicans, keep saying, but 70, 74 million of it, you're not listening to us. No, well, 74 million voted for Trump, but 81 million voted for Biden. And so they're trying to take over and make their minority views to trash the majority views. And these are some of the things I have. I'm of four things that the Republicans say. That this is what they say they will do if they uh, win and gain power again. The current House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, is literally measuring the drapes in anticipation of becoming Speaker of the House next term. However, he said that what he will mostly be doing is impeaching Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and remember, the, the impeachment is just the accusation. Then it goes to trial in the Senate. But just to take the time to impeach, impeach them on what? You know, you have to remember what, what are impeachable offenses. Knocking all Democrats off of the committees and holding hearing after hearing after hearing that will accuse Democrats of anything he can think of. He doesn't say anything that he's, that he's going to do to plan to help the people. Okay. Number two, current Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell who is looking to become Senate Majority Leader again, will do what he always does when a Democrat is, pr is president. Everything he can do to obstruct, delay, and destroy everything that Joe Biden does and tries to do, including any nominations for, for regular judges, for SCOTUS justices, or even a heads of agencies. There are still several vacancies in heads for heads of government agencies that are vacant because the Senate won't vote on them. Okay, and so he won't let, and he won't let, he, he has said, he won't let the Senate Republicans vote on any bills sponsored by Democrats. Florida Senator, Republican Senator Rick Scott, who was also a congressman and also the governor of Florida for a while, was found to have committed the largest health care fraud in American history, among other, other fraudulent practices. And he wrote out, he's head of the RSC or RN something, the Republicans who, who are, uh, the, the, the agency that the organization, I should say, to um, elect Republican senators. He's head of that of, of that agency and his 11 point plan, he, what he calls to rescue America. To him, that means everything liberals want is socialism and all Democrats are the enemy within. Those are his very words. OK, even though Mitch McConnell said this plan is not a Republican plan for 2023 and beyond. Scott has said this is exactly what the Republicans want to do. Put Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid up for a vote every five years. Dismantle the federal government. Force all Americans to pay taxes, whether they can afford them to or not, while continuing the Republican tax cuts for themselves, of course. And any public oh, to, and ending all public discussions of race and gender. 
and forced all children to say the Pledge of Allegiance in school, even though the Supreme Court ruled in the 40s that that was unconstitutional to force anyone to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And that is only part of his plan to save America from what he calls the secular socialist radical leftists. And in case you haven't noticed, the right wing is always touting violence against their uh, fellow Americans who just happen to be Democrats or left wing or not Trump enough. Okay, so we're, we're still waiting to see, and it might be this week, whether Roe v. Wade is eliminated by the Supreme Court. But as bad as that would be, it's even worse when you realize why Roe v. Wade was passed in the first place. It was based on the part of the 14th Amendment that guarantees privacy. That's how it was approved the last time. That's the part that says that any reproductive decisions should be between the woman and her doctor. But same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, birth control, all of those things are also guaranteed privacy. And if they wipe out the privacy of the 14th Amendment, that wipes out privacy for all of us. So, and this is why I'm so... <sighs> working so hard to get Democrats to understand the urgency of the moment. But this is not time, and I've written on this before, this is not time, and Keith has written on this before, this is not time for us to be apathetic. This is not time for us to say, oh, it won't be so bad. This is not time for us to say, I don't want to vote because Biden hasn't done this, Biden hasn't done that. And we're going to talk another time on all the things that Biden has done in 18 months. Well, that's the thing people aren't paying attention to. I think right. what he's done, and I think, but also is that when you have, as you mentioned, the people said they don't want to vote for Biden or don't want to vote. Period. Who are withdrawing from the withdrawing from voting altogether because things have not gone. Whether whether it was because Bernie wasn't elected or because the, the policies are not as progressive as they would like. The thing that they are not really willing to face is they what they are saying is that. There is no difference between if if uh, Trump or somebody like Trump is elected and if B Biden is elected, and you cannot be sane and see that there's there's no way, and it was bad enough to have believed that when Trump was running the first time when he had, when he hadn't made it plain in terms of just how bad it was going to get, four years later. When after everything that he had done for anybody to anybody in their right mind to conceivably say that it really wouldn't make a difference if Trump got in and, and or if Biden got in. And I've heard people say that. So well, I just don't want to vote because it's just it's like you, what you're saying is that you're, you're sitting there watching the country fall apart. If you're paying attention at all, and and you're actually actually saying that Biden wouldn't make a difference, and after two years, how can you possibly say it had made a difference? You, we know what was going on with COVID and the battles against COVID before and after, and that's just one thing. Like like Pam said, we'll talk more later in more detail about the listing the things that he's done because that doesn't get enough uh, promotion in my in my estimation. But the pro the problem becomes that that and that's one of the things I had listed. One of the things I think that really really some of the biggest damage that they have caused and that they will continue to cause is erasing is erasing the line between truth and fiction. Right. We're talking with because Fox News is not a news station. It is not a news station. It is an organ for disinformation. Along with some of the other Newsmax and other ones, they've made it a point. It's not. 
It is not the right wing station. It is not the conservative station. You cannot be a, a literal news station when you when you actively lie. Mm-hmm. It's one it's one thing to get the facts wrong and come back and correct the mistake or take a right wing position or a left wing position. But when you actively lie, when you actively try and cover up the truth, when you partner when you partner with the president, you know, news organization can partner. With the president, any policy, you can't do that as a news. So they're not a news station. And but what they are trying to do, and again, they are no longer hiding it. They right. don't want, they don't want the truth. Some have actually said, I'm somewhat paraphrasing, but they believe that there are sets of facts. That there are no just sets. Alternate facts. facts. That's it. Alternate. That's the term I was looking for. Alternate facts. There's no such thing as alternate fact. The sky is blue, or it isn't up is up and down is down. There's no such thing as an alternate fact. But what they are doing when they do the alternate facts is that is this this shifts the ground so that everything is in their favor. When you have and when you have what Trump was trying to do, saying well he you cannot he cannot be removed as president, which is what he was going for. He just mm-hmm. the, the fascist dictator that when he stays in for as long as he can, then it's it's according to the whole model. It's a, that's the that's the model for dictatorship and fascism, where you take over the news organs so you no longer know what's going on. You no longer that's what Putin has done. Don't let them know what's happening right. in the war. What the what the war is really happening. Here's what we're going to tell you is what's happening. Here's how we're going to report it, and anybody who does not report it in the way that we say they should be reported will be removed. And that, to me, is equally as damaging as everything else that they are doing. Because when people don't even know, half the people who are going and doing all these crazy rallies, when you listen to the, the things that, at the January 6th hearing, when you have a lot of the rec- video recordings, and listen to what they're saying as they storm the Capitol, they're, they're, citing, they're citing complete misinformation that was funneled to them through all these alternative news organizations because they they no longer want to believe they feel like well the major news organizations are all telling us lies so we're going to go over here and this is once again this is not to say that new major news organizations are all angelic and never made mistakes of course they have but at least there is an attempt <laughs> to get that but when you are actively lying and when this, and this is your source of information and this is and these people are storming the capital based on things that aren't even true then that's that's when we have a real real problem because you cannot convince that's why you cannot when we're talking about what's the effect of the hearings the real effect of the hearings is is the historic in terms of with historical record of what's happening because we cannot count this to change their mind mm-hmm. nothing will change their mind right nothing they're not they have their view and it's set so this is part of the danger that we're facing And when I hear people talk about Joe Biden is too old, that we need to look for somebody for 2024 and blah, blah, blah. First of all, you're being guilty of ageism, number one. Some people were harping on the fact that he was riding his bike this weekend. He usually rides a bike every weekend when he goes home to Delaware Delaware for the weekend. Well, he fell off the bike. People fall off their bikes all the time. Now, he's 78 years old. He fell off the bike, got back up. He said, I'm fine, completely unscathed, got back on the bike and kept on going. Okay, so, and they're saying, well, that's because he's old. Excuse me, people fall off their bikes all the time. But... Should not have even been a story. It should not have even been a story. But the point is, is that you're looking at 2024, not realizing that if the Republicans get back in charge, one of their main primary goals is not to count any votes from Democrats. That their, their primary motive, and this is why the coup is still going on, they're setting things up so that it doesn't matter what the will of the people is, doesn't matter what the votes are, but 
only Republicans will win. And if you have Republicans in the House and the Senate, if you have Republicans in sec- as secretaries of state, if you have Republicans as governors, that's exactly what's going to happen. And because the whole thing about January 6, 2021 was not only um, were they stopping the tr- peaceful transfer of power, but the fact was that Joe Biden got 7 million more votes and almost 100 more electoral college votes than Donald Trump did. And that didn't matter to them. There are still people who are running for office, trying to get into office, who do not believe that Trump lost the election. And this is something Trump started saying before the spring before the election. If I if I lose, there's fraud. And what they're saying is that he lost on the same ballot that other Republicans were on. They won, but he lost and it was the same ballot. Because the facts don't matter. And so what we're trying to do here is is to uh, number one, we have to first worry about the 2022 elections. Back in 2016, we tried and tried and tried to tell you because people believed the gaslighting about Hillary. And we kept saying, number one, she's not that bad. Number two, it's the Supreme Court. We keep, t- it's the Supreme Court. It's the Supreme Court. People, I, I don't care. I just don't like her. See, she, she's a war criminal, blah, 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 blah. Voting for her is no different than voting for Trump. So I'm going to vote my conscience or I'm going to vote third party. And here in Michigan, Trump won by about 10,000 votes. Nobody ever said that's an awfully close election, but those 10,000 votes were enough to give Michigan 16 electoral college votes to Trump. That's 10,000 people who voted their conscience or voted third party because they believed the gaslighting about Hillary. We cannot allow ourselves to be gaslit again by these things about Biden. He's too old and he's not doing anything and blah, 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 blah. So this is what this podcast is about, and because it's a couple of days late, like you said, because there's so many things going on, but I, I guess now, between now and the time that the elections start in the fall, we are going to be begging you to look at the facts, to realize what happened if Republicans take over. Our very democracy will be at, at risk. You think that Joe hasn't done enough for uh, climate change? Actually, he's done a lot. You need to look at that. About the supply chain. Okay, actually, he, he just last week, he passed him, and t- a couple of months ago, he already freed up the sl- supply chain about inflation. Infl- inflation is global, and I can't go into all the details right, right we'll now. Right. We'll do that another time, but he has done a lot, and there are things like gas prices that he doesn't, doesn't have any control over. That's corporate greed, and that has been proven. So I, we're, we're asking you to look at the facts. Look at what Joe has done and the Democrats have done. Remember that we only have a little bit of a majority in the House and, a, and, a, and, and no majority, really, in the Senate. It's 50-50 with two of the re- Democrats often voting with Republicans. So we don't even get up to 50 where we can have uh, Kamala Harris with a tie vote. So a lot of things can't be done that Joe Biden wants to do because we don't have enough of a majority in the House and Senate. So this is our beginning of our plea or the continuation of our plea to look at the facts and please vote. And we'll talk to you next week. Yep, talk to you next week.